Welcome back, everybody, to the Cast from the Crypt podcast, the podcast all about Tales from the Crypt and everything hilariously horrifying. I am your haunted host, CJ Roby, and yes, I did insult a ghost just so I could get haunted so I could use that line on this podcast. You're welcome. Uh, every week I am watching an episode of Tales from the Crypt for the very first time. I've never actually watched this show because I was way too scared as a teeny tiny child. Uh, but we're we're getting into it. And today is season two, episode number two, The Switch. This episode is actually directed by fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people. I, I, I didn't know that he had any directorial credits, but he has two, including this, <laughs> including this episode and some, like, weird Lifetime Channel TV movie. I don't know. I didn't get into it. But um, I had seen the clip before of uh, Arnold working out with the Crypt Keeper and throwing out jokes and stuff, and I thought he was actually going to be part of the episode, but uh, he's not. He just directed the damn thing. This episode is about a rich old man looking for love who, I mean, kind of finds it, but he's not her type, so he decides to make himself her type at any cost. And it's, this is, all right, so for, for a Tales in the Crypt episode, like, we get the whole, we get the whole, like, and there's always a twist and stuff, but this episode is a little different than the rest of them, and I'll, I'll let you know why later. So, let's, uh, let's talk about it. But before we do, I want to get into my top five credits of this episode. So... The reason that I enjoy doing uh, top five credits of the episode is to kind of, you know, just like showcase like the other people who who worked on the episode, too, because, you know, it a, a lot of times when when people watch TV, they're just like, oh, like they're they're only thinking about like the actors and stuff who's appeared on camera. But, you know, we, we all know a lot of work goes into production and stuff. And, you know, they, they deserve some recognition, and I want to give them a little bit. But this episode had a really great cast. There were, there were plenty of people to, to choose from, because it wasn't one of these episodes that just focused on, like, two or three people and forced me to go into, like, the way bottom of the IMDb page for it to be like, oh, God, like, who was doing some cool shit that I could put on the top fives? But uh, every everybody on screen was great, and then you know, uh, and then there's the obvious one, of course. So, all right, let's let's get into it. Uh, number five, credit five is Kelly Preston, who was uh, she had a small role in From Dusk Till Dawn as the reporter who uh, broke the story about the brothers Quentin Tarantino and. Uh, George Clooney, she was on the TV kind of in the background, just like giving the report that they had escaped or whatever in the beginning of the movie. She was also, and I didn't know this, she played the same reporter in this movie, Curdled, by Quentin Tarantino. She was on the list because I I didn't know that, okay, so 
From Dusk Till Dawn was supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt movie. It was uh, originally planned to be in the ranks of Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood or something, and then it uh, it kind of just got sidelined into its own thing. And then Curdled, I didn't realize that Curdled was in the From Dusk Till Dawn extended universe because I didn't realize that there was an extended universe other than Ramirez movies. But uh, yeah, so I I just found it interesting that we had a player from, from Dust Till Dawn in this with its history with the show. Number four is William Hickley, and he's the main character of the episode. He's the old man and just... Just the perfect old man for this episode. He's the creepiest old guy in all of cinema. Like I never knew his name before, but you've seen him in plenty of things. Uh, fans of National Lampoon might recognize him as Uncle Lewis from Christmas Vacation. You know, the hilarious old dude in that. And uh, people who liked sadder movies that aren't comedies might recognize him from Nightmare Before Christmas because uh, he was he was Finkelstein. He's the doctor that made Sally. Uh, he also had a small role in the Boston Strangler, which I wanted to throw in just because, I mean, Boston Strangler is a horrible story. And I, I don't know, maybe I'll do a true crime podcast at some point like everyone else fucking does. Number three is the man himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yes, the muscles. He's only on this list for his muscles. No, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the fucking most recognizable people in all of history. So it's it. I have to have him on the list. I'm sorry. The, the politics force me to put him on the list because he used to be my governor and if I don't put him on this list I'll, I'll I'll be exiled from California I'll be banished I'll never be able to go back all right number two is Roy Brocksmith and uh Roy Brocksmith is another actor you might recognize uh he's also been in a lot of stuff but he shares another Schwarzenegger connection because he was in Total Recall, and you might remember him as the guy who tried to give uh, Arnold the red pill and fuck him up, and then he just gets his shit just destroyed. It's great. It's a great scene. Uh, he was also he's also in one of my favorite movies, and I mean a, another horror comedy, which I mean you know it's it's a horror for a specific type of people, but those people are referenced in the title of the movie. It's Arachnophobia. He was the mortician in Arachnophobia. Great movie. Go back and watch it. Still holds up. Everybody in it is fantastic. And my number one pick for top five credits because I'm fucking lame and because I just got out of uh, The Rise of Skywalker over the weekend is Ian Ambercrombie, the butler, who also did Palpatine in The Clone Wars. Not the... Not the good Clone Wars, the Gendy Tardavosky one, the the other one, the CGI one, which is, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Don't at me, crazy Star Wars fans. All right. Go watch Rebels. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was he's fucking Palpatine for that whole thing. And that's pretty cool to me. 
so 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 many so many star wars <laughs> references in this show already so many like star wars tertiary actors that just come up in this show already and we had five people in this episode who appeared in la law which i still have no idea what is going on between this show and la law but one of these days maybe i'll get to the bottom of it all right so episode number two of season two the switch this episode came out on April 21st, 1990, the same day that the last episode and the next episode came out on because they all, I guess, all three episodes came out on in the same day, maybe in just like in a whole hour and a half block. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a tradition of just throwing out just a bunch of episodes at the beginning of the season. Uh, may, maybe that's how they maybe that's how they did it. But it starts off with the Crypt Keeper lifting some weights, and he's it's just like it's just a stick with some skulls on it. I mean, it, it can't be that heavy. So I'm I'm at least glad that despite his weird undead zombiness, who who knows what kind of powers he holds, but uh he doesn't have much physical strength. He he's a weak little bitch. Uh, and since he's a weak little bitch, they had to bring in Arnold to come in and uh, give him some motivation. So Arnold just shows up, <laughs> and and uh, he's just like, ah, get to keep pumping, you skinny little bitch. Let me tell the story this week. So then Arnold introduces us f- for the whole thing, opens the book, and it begins. It starts off with like a weird camera pan through this guy's big study or whatever and the music's all creepy at first and then for some reason it turns into a a little it gets a little brighter and a little more like I don't I don't know I don't even know how to describe it but at first everything's all sinister and you're just like oh shit like what's this gonna be all about and then it just it just uh, the, rotates over to some old man looking at a picture, just sitting in a big chair with a big suit on. Like, this dude is, this dude's just all decrepit inside of this suit that looks like a weird shell casing for him. It's huge on him. But uh, his butler comes in and asks him if he's been in here all night. He, he's going to catch his death of cold if he's just sitting around here. And the old guy's just like, ah, I knew you would think I'm crazy. And you're right. I am crazy. Crazy in love with Linda. Oh my goodness. She's the best. She's she's just uh, so beautiful and charming and smart. And she's young. She's young, Fulton. The butler's name is Fulton. And uh, just, just the way that he... All right. This old guy, William Hickley, is the creepiest old guy if you've ever seen a creepy old man on a tv show is nowhere near as creepy as hickley can be like it's just just the whole episode for him so his butler his butler's just like "Mm, i don't know about this a young woman who likes some old fucker and he's like no look 
she doesn't even know that I'm rich, okay? So she she can't it it can't be just like a thing where she's just trying to marry me for the money cuz she doesn't even know I'm rich. I've been hiding that from her and I will keep hiding that from her. She'll never know that I'm rich until she marries me, which all right, yeah, I get it. Honorable. He's not out here trying to flex, you know? He's not out here that listen, this is this is this is what they mean by uh live below your means i guess maybe maybe it's not what they mean by that because he does also live in a giant house but you know hey uh he he's i i think he's doing it the right way so he just gets all excited he's like i'm in love i'm in love this old house needs some new life breathed into it and linda's gonna do that he's just like jumping around with his butler he's like ah open the curtains get some light in here yes we're alive again uh i almost called him lipton uh i forget his butler's name i don't know any of the names of the help i'm too important uh so but he yeah yeah they just go crazy for a second and they're just like ah yes ah love so He goes over to Linda's place and he's bringing her flowers and she's like, ah, thanks for the flowers. They're they're great as always. You're always bringing me flowers. But he asks her to marry him. He he tells her that she's made him so happy and he wants to make her happy. And he's oh, I don't have much, but I would be so honored if you would be my bride. I don't know why he would even bring up his money if he's if he's trying to keep it under wraps. Why would he just be like, oh, like, I'm totally poor, but uh, we should still get married. <laughs> it's it's just it's a bad look. It's suspicious. She she says, no, I can't marry you. You're an old man. Like, that's that's not what I'm looking for in a man. Uh, your, your face is so old whenever I look at you. I'm just, ah, you're just some old guy. He's like, oh, well, hmm, don't worry about it. I can change. I can change for you, and I'll do anything to make you happy. So he's driving back home, and he's just, like, touching on his old face. He's like, ah, ah, to be young again. And then the next scene is him in a plastic surgeon's office, He's talking to these ladies, and uh, uh, the late one of the ladies just like, "Oh yeah, this doctor's amazing. He can take five to ten years off of your face." He's like, "Uh, only five to ten years, huh?" Because this dude is this dude is like eighty, and uh, he he talks to the doctor, and uh, the doctor you know gives him, "Oh, we can like tuck this and cut that, snip this and tuck that and." But he he tells the doctor, he's like, hey, look, man, I'm not just trying to get all these wrinkles like removed. I'm trying to get a whole new face. I want to look like I'm a 30 year old man again. And the doctor tells him that's impossible. There's no way. I Medical science can only go so far. <laughs> and Carlton. Oh, yeah. The old guy's name is Carlton, by the way. Carlton. Carlton goes, oh, well, I mean, I heard someone can do it. So the doctor gets all serious. He's like, mm, you know, uh, let me letting you know about this guy's not going to come cheap. And so, you know, it's some secret back alley fucking black market face transplants are about to go down. So 
the next the next thing is Carlton just going to some creepy old house. He, they they drive up to the gate and everything's all raining and lightning and and the it shows the window of the house and just the scientist guy the creepiest just I love it. It's my favorite scene of the whole episode. It's just him standing in the window just looking all creepy. When the lightning flash hits him. So, uh, uh, Carlton goes, goes in. He's greeted by some weird Igor looking motherfucker with a bandaid bleeding all out of his head and shit. We never know what's going on with him, but, but he just leads him in and, uh, Carlton goes to talk to the doctor. Doctor says it'll be $1 million for this operation and Carlton just, Jesus Christ, a million dollars? And the doctor's like, yeah, I mean, a million dollars isn't much for miracles to happen. But Carlton has his doubts. He's like, well, how do I know if this is going to work? And the doctor's like, ah, don't, I've already done it. I've made a man into a different man back in Stugenschlagenblock, whatever fucking made-up country he said. And in typical mad scientist fashion, he's just like, yeah, but in America, they laugh at me. They, they call me crazy. They call me mad, but I'll show them. They'll be writing history books about me. Ah! So obviously, obviously somebody that you want to trust and give a million dollars to. But Carlton's just like, well, I mean, a million dollars for an operation is crazy. And uh, the the doctor's like, well, this is a incredibly complex operation and it the operation itself only costs a hundred grand the rest of the money is going to the young guy whose face he's about to take the doctor starts talking about how faces don't grow on trees and he introduces hans and hans is just like he's just some bodybuilder guy that i know i know for a fact well all right so I when I first saw this dude, I was just like, oh, this is just Arnold's buddy. This is just a guy who like spotted him at the gym a couple of times. And he's like, oh, I'm directing this TV show. You want to be in it? Oh, you can really help me out. But I I looked into the guy. He's an actual actor. He's like a, a stunt guy and shit like that. He was actually in the Terminator movie in the first one. He was uh. He was, I forget whose boyfriend he was, but he was the boyfriend who comes to the house and he's like, oh, the fuck's going on here? And he tries to fight the Terminator and gets wrecked. So that dude shows up and the the doctor's just like, oh yeah, this guy's perfect. Like, I I would know. I helped breed him, which I already don't like. I, I don't know if, I don't know if this guy was like a test tube baby or or something a little more sinister than that, but it's it just it doesn't get explored at all we just know that he's a mad scientist we don't know how we don't know how deep this goes uh carl asks if he's gonna keep his brain and they they both they both pretty much laugh at him (laughs) uh the the scientist guy he's just like no you're gonna keep your own brain all all i'm gonna do is give you this guy's face so Carlton agrees. He's like, all right, yeah, cool. Make me make me young. 
So there's then a weird, like, Frankenstein montage of just, like, machinery and lightning bolts and the butler getting startled in the car. He's just, like, looking at her. He's like, oh, 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 what's happening? It's it's really ridiculous. And honestly, it's it's the part it's the part of the episode where I'm saying, like, just just watch the episode. Honestly, this is a an episode that I really need you guys to watch. Season two has both episodes of season two so far are absolute must watches for to listen to this podcast. Because I can't I can't properly enunciate the just great imagery that they put in these episodes so the operation is a success he's got a new face the doctor tells him to wait a little bit and let it heal before he goes out in public with this whatever his face looks like now uh but he pretty much just goes straight to linda so he surprises Linda, he shows up, and hell, he surprises us too. The camera's facing him and the flowers go down, and this fool's got a brand new face, and it's pretty terrifying. This guy has a just weird Max Headroom-looking face. Dude looks like he's about to break into the song We Are Number One. Like, it's, it's real creepy-looking. But, uh... Linda asks, what happened? And he's like, I did this for you. Like, I, I did this because you wanted a, a young man. And she's like, well, I mean, your torso is still an, an old man's. Like, you still have the body of an old man. You just turn yourself into Clayface. So he's he's feeling pretty down about that. Uh, he, he thought she wanted a younger face, but... I guess I guess your face isn't the only part of your looks, which he should have understood. But you know what? He comes from a different time where they just had so many layers on, so many thick, like, padded suits and everything that you could only see people's face. That's, that's how you based all of your marriage decisions on. Two weeks of only seeing their face, and then, hey, you were married. There it goes. Uh... <laughs> So he's going back. He's going back to uh, get another operation to get his torso fixed up. And his butler is driving him there, and he asks if he's, you know, if he's sure about all this. Because uh, how are you? How do you know this is even gonna like work out? And Carlton's like, "Hey, look, everything's fine. I love her, and love conquers all." Uh, and the butler's like, oh, yes, but love can also be blind, sir. Be careful. Which is the, it's it's the whole point of this. Uh, he goes back and he's getting this torso, but this time it's $2 million. He's doubled the price. And Carlton's, Carlton says that's most of his money. And the doctor has a great line for for this he he goes oh man that's too bad huh maybe next time you'll know better than to grow old huh just just kills this fool <laughs> another operation another success this dude's got everything now he's perfect he's got the he's got a young face 
He's got a gigantic torso with all the muscles he could ask for. He looks like a Spartan warrior that didn't have all of his muscles spray-painted on like fucking Gerard Butler. Cut now to a muscle beach because Arnold and he needs to, like, just a muscle beach. They're just... (laughs) It's really funny. Honestly, they they might still be around, but it was it's just such an early 90s concept of the muscle beach. I mean, like I'm not a fucking bodybuilder or a beach guy, so I don't know if they still exist. But he's he's just over there literally flexing on everybody. He's just got all these new muscles. He's doing pull-ups and he's doing like, you know, doing curls and shit and presses. And Linda's just loving it. Linda's watching him just getting all sorts of wet, just looking at all these muscles. So they uh, they go on a nice little stroll on the beach, and it, everything's everything's nice. You know, they're holding hands and everything, and uh, Linda's Linda's just over here ogling him because of his transformation. And he suggests that they go for a swim. So she's just like, all right, yeah, cool. Let's go swim. They they go over to change and she looks at him and you just see his old scrawny old man legs at the bottom of the swinging doors. He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go for the swim. She's like, oh, my God, look at your legs. What the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, I thought I thought the torso and the face was all I had to do. I thought this is what you wanted. And she's she's just like, this is definitely not what I want. Like, I don't need I don't need like a weird I don't need like a weird top heavy dude with like stick legs and a fucking old lumpy dick to be my husband. So he goes back to the doctor again and the doctor's just living it up. He's just like eating fancy salamis or some shit and just cutting it up and talking to him. He's like, huh. Man, that sounds uh, unfortunate. So you need another operation, huh? Well, this time, it's a million dollars for each limb. And Carlton is flipping. He's like, two million dollars? This is crazy. Uh, 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 three million. We gotta give you a full dickectomy if you wanna be, if you wanna please Linda and you want her to actually love you. And he's like, ah, shit. And it's funny because when he points that out, there's like a scream in the background (laughs) that everybody in the scene can hear. He's just over here laughing it up and eating salami. It's it's so great. I'm telling you, you have to watch this episode. Arnold did a great job. And Carlton's concerned because this is all the money he's got left. This is the last of it. Uh, And I mean, will Hans even do this? And the doctor's just like, oh, man, Hans has been enjoying all of his money. He's He'll definitely help you out if you need it again. So what do you want to do? Keep all of your money or get the girl? And Carlton chooses the girl. So now he has all of Hans's body. He's He's got the muscles. He's got the legs. He's got the face. And he goes back to Linda's apartment, but... She's not there. Uh, people are like cleaning and moving shit, and the landlord's up there, and uh, he talks to the landlord. And he's he's going, "What's what happened? Where's Linda?" 
and landlord tells him that she moved downtown or whatever into some fancy new place. So Carlton gets the address from him and leaves. And before he gets to Linda's house, because Arnold is directing this and he has to throw in muscle beaches and action, apparently some random punks, like some random, like greaser punks are just hanging on this dude's car. And he's just like, ah, this your ride, man? And he's like, yeah, what do you want? He's like, uh, don't worry, man. Stop. Uh, he, he holding the door open. He's like, don't worry, man. We just want a ride. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a ride. And then he just starts beating the shit out of these guys for, like, and just, just out of nowhere. He pushes the first two dudes out of here with the, with the car door and then just tosses another dude straight over the car and leaves towards Linda's. <laughs> and I mean, Linda wasn't there for that. I <laughs> No one was there to see that. He just kicked all these dudes' asses. So, um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> Arnold's just like, it's too weird. We need someone's asses kicked. So, um, uh, he goes to Linda's place and it's just all nice. It's all fucking huge. He knocks on the door. She shows up with this fancy looking nightgown and everything. And uh, he comes in and uh, and he's going, look, look at me. I'm perfect. I, I did it, Linda. I did it all for you. Come on. You got to marry me now. <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean, I can't marry you. I'm already married. <laughs> and huge huge shock to him he's devastated what what do you mean you're already married and uh she goes yeah i was looking for a man with financial security i needed a man to take care of me with money and someone who knew the importance of money i didn't care what he looked like in fact let me introduce you to my new boyfriend well my husband now hans and fucking Hans walks out as the the old man, and he's just all happy. He's just hobbling in there with his cane. He's just like, ah, yeah, what's up, bro? <laughs> and the and then uh uh Carlton's old butler shows up, and he's serving everyone champagne, and everyone's just having a great time. And Carlton's just standing there horrified, and. <laughs> And the the episode ends with Hans laughing in victory as as Carlton's whole life is just crushed. So, like, I don't know. (laughs) These are supposed to have, like, a moral or something to them, you know? It's it's usually about dickheads getting shit on by the universe. But (laughs) this time it's just like, ah, yeah. You shouldn't have been an old person trying to get with with a young hottie, huh? You should have fucking... Used your money wisely, you dumb fuck, instead of for shit that you, instead of for a person that you liked. Ah, get the fuck out of here, you rich old piece of shit. Fuck you. (laughs) Get Hans, make Hans the happy one. (laughs) Like, like normally, they're karmic stories about, about, uh, you know, getting a comeuppance. But, like, Carlton was just, he was just a rich old man, he didn't deserve this. This is why I hate the Crypt Keeper. He's such a dick putting people through this. Yeah, so the closing segment, the Crypt Keeper shows back up, and he's just got, like, a, a body bag in front of him or something, 
and uh, he, man, I guess he murdered Arnold. I, I guess, I guess I was talking all this shit about him being weak and scrawny, and Arnold was too, and he straight up killed that fool. So uh, I guess I, I guess I better tone it down on the Crypt Keeper hate on this podcast. Because uh, he'll he'll both murder me and steal old SNL jokes. Because he does a oh we're we want to pump you up. He does the uh, I, I forgot the I forgot the sketch the the, the the beefy twins or whatever they're fucking called. But yeah, so that's that's the end of the episode. So now. Let's take a look at the source material and see if it is as strong as Hans. It's time for Comic versus Show. This episode was lifted from Tales from the Crypt number 45. And this is actually going to be our first episode that actually comes from a Tales from the Crypt comic. Not a... Crypt of Terror comic, the actual Tales from the Crypt. Um, it was a pretty straightforward rip from the source material to the show. Uh, not a lot of deviations or anything. In the comic, honestly, it's just, like, the whole process is a lot more streamlined. Like, basically, they just had to lengthen the comic for, uh, for time's sake. This is also our second old witch comic, so you know we're we're gonna we're gonna be seeing her around a little more, I guess. But like I said, the the whole the whole process and the operation and stuff that's all sh- more streamlined in the comic. Uh, it just kind of happens one after another, bang bang bang. Uh, he he go the the doctor's not like giving extended creepy speeches to him, and it's it's not he's not just like hanging out with that doctor for a hella long. Uh, Linda, Linda seems a little more, like, concerned about him rather than just shooting him down all the time. She's, in, in the comic, it actually kind of gives her, you know, her thought process and stuff. So she's just like, oh, man, I, I don't want to hurt this old man. Like, how do I let him down easy? He just, he just keep going. Um, the operations are... 200k which is pretty much a million dollars back in 50s money so you know they just had to they just had to update that uh carlton actually goes to visit the the young guy whose name is george booth in this not hans uh i guess i guess arnold fucking was just like what who are the most perfect uh muscular men that i can think of to switch with oh yes it has to be austrians but uh (laughs) So he he just like he just goes over there and he's just some regular guy and not some like scientifically engineered like ubermensch guy or whatever. Uh later on when they when they sw- after he swaps the face that goes great but she's just like oh you're a gross old body. So this dude decides just to get this fool's chest and stomach and has like weird old man arms and legs still (laughs) like the it 
they, the way that they draw it is so hilarious. He looks so dumb. And she's just like, ew, gross, you only have, you literally only have this dude's torso. He's like, what do you want from me? A regular looking person? Ah, oh, duh, god damn it, what do I have to do? <laughs> and then uh, the only other real differences from the, from the episode is that no one ends up on a fucking muscle beach. No one ends up at Arnold's local muscle beach that, like, only him and a bunch of bodybuilders would recognize. And they're just like, oh, I know that place. Everyone else is just like, the fuck is... Why aren't they in a gym? And uh, and also, the he doesn't have to fight anybody as a young man. He doesn't have to huck people around his car after he finds out where Linda lives. He just goes straight over there. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's really the, the only differences between the comic and the show. And Hickley really was just the perfect cast for this. If you see how this old man is drawn in the comic book, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they totally got the right guy for it. All right, so now it's time for Shriek of the Week. All right, so this week on Shriek of the Week, uh, I got, I so I just recently saw this trailer, and it looks cool as hell. I really enjoy, like, what they're trying to do here and where it looks like it's going, but uh, the movie is Fantasy Island, and uh, if you don't know what Fantasy Island is, it was a it was an old show about this island that like rich people go to to live out their craziest fantasies or whatever. And it's run by this guy, Mr. Rourke and his tiny manservant tattoo. And it's it's just craziness because it's it's literally like the whole show is just like, oh, well, you've come to the island. Good. I'm Mr. Rourke and I'm going to put you in like a weird scenario. That's exactly what you wanted. But be careful. It might be dangerous. And the whole show is just like them learning a lesson by chasing like their greatest fantasies and like seeing what's important to them or whatever but like mr rourke is there's just some weirdness to it he's like some immortal guy and the devil shows up and there's always like weird like supernatural shit that happens it's (laughs) i i've never actually watched the show but everything that i've ever heard from the show and all the jokes and references that i've ever seen made about the show from other stuff makes it seem like complete craziness so who knows maybe maybe we'll get the fantasy island podcast too at some point around here but that streak of the week go see fantasy island because it looks super cool it's a bloomhouse production so you know i mean it's going to be weird at the very least but uh, that's it for this episode. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys had a good time. And uh, just remember to go to Apple or iTunes or, you know what, anywhere that you can give this podcast a five-star rating, just do it. If you're on Yelp or something, just type in Cast from the Crypt, five stars. This podcast is great. You should go listen to it. Uh <laughs> Other than that, you can find me on all the social medias at CJ Damoka, C J D A M O C H A. 
And you can also find me on Twitch, playing video games uh, that sometimes are horror and sometimes are just straight up weird and stupid. Just like me. Hey. Alright, guys. Have a good one, everybody. And enjoy 2020 and stay spooky.